Hello and welcome to You, Me, and the SEC and with Ben and Brittany. And we're here on a Saturday night in April. It's an exciting time. It is. Yeah. It is exciting. We are um, itching for the end of the school year. We're, a lo- lots of itching. Lots of scratching. Um, it's getting rashy. Yeah. We talk. I don't know. This is <laughs> it's great. Getting, it's, it's getting a little graphic. All the verbs being thrown out. Uh, this was a much better take, I thought. Okay, good. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was fun times. Hey, so like, here's the thing. We could talk about football. We could. There's some spring games today. That's right. But well, I don't know. Maybe there weren't spring games. I was today. about I'm to say, sure were there? Were, I'm not sure if there were. At all. I was totally going to take your confidence on that one. Well, just but let's they're get, coming up. That's let's, for sure. Let's go ahead and accept that there were some spring games today, mm-hmm. um, and we could talk about those. But that's just not fun. Yeah. It's like, hey, they looked great, and now we have to wait four more months to right. see them play again. Right. So, what is much more fun? What is Piper doing? Piper's our dog, and we're looking across, and and she Piper's wants into to something. Get into that basket. She is all about that basket right now. Well, there she goes. Okay, good, good visuals that, right there. That's right for audio. So, so here's um, here's what we are thinking. Right, it's not enough to talk about the football. And again, in the spring, like what's really happening? You know, you, we're not really seeing like a whole lot of action that might radically change the way we talk about SEC football this summer. So here on You, Me, and the SEC, we want to get to the things that matter, and that's some events and happenings on SEC campuses. Right. We're going to bring you to the action because – um, things are still happening on campuses outside of football season. Yes, they don't just shut down That's and, go, right. and go into mourning. That's you have right. so much more action that happens on a college campus. A is, weird way to say it, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that is a weird way to say it. Just a strange way. And that's a big part of the culture of SEC is all of these college towns and campuses that um, have a lot of color to them. And I think Ben's going to share a couple... Um, things have been in the news lately. So this is a segment or a type of uh, episode that we're going to do. We're going to call it Around Campus. All right. Until we can come up with a better name for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but what we are basically doing is just look at she's back at the uh, she's back at the basket again. Yeah, we'll, in keep, there. we'll keep you updated. Maybe I guess. there's a, a dead animal in there or something. We'll Gosh. check that later. But anyway, I think it's just Barbies. Oh, okay. Uh, but we're looking at three. Uh, stories today uh, and we want to really give credit to the student newspapers on the 14 campuses because we're going to be looking at no pressure guys but we're going to be looking at a lot of the stories that are happening on campus from from you all so taking kind of the more human interest things piper is currently now tackling Brittany, and so uh, i'll just carry along solo here uh but really we're looking at some of the more interesting stories that are happening on those campuses. Are y'all going to be okay? Do I need to step out of the room? I'm sorry. I don't know what is getting into her. Okay, so uh, note for the audio. Uh, Piper is now rolling over on Brittany's lap and looking very sweet for the fact that she is a 55-pound dog and growing in weight. She's a little more rotund than she used to be. All right, get down. Get Piper down. is excited about you, me, and the SEC. Are you not, Piper? I know. Okay, so anyway, here's what we're going to look at. We're looking at these uh, campuses and looking for these interest uh, stories that, that come out uh, that are that are really, uh, I think, particularly interesting. So we're going to start this week down in Starkville. All right. All right, down in Mississippi State. Uh, and we had a really exciting event a couple weeks ago. You can tell. Now, listen, I've never been to Starkville. Have you? 
I have not. No. no. Now, I've heard I thought things. this was going to be a game that people were going to guess if we had been there or not. Dang it. I've already ruined the game. <laughs> you have. So game, game over, I guess. But anyway. Um, well, at least for Starkville. Well, there you go. Uh, newsflash, we haven't been. But the place to be on March 23rd was Starkville. You know why? Why? Because the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile came to town. Okay. Like, are there certain... When we talk about cars, mm-hmm. what are the most like uh, iconic vehicles that you can think of? I mean, I have not thought about the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile in about <laughs> 20 years, maybe. Were you a big fan there? Uh, maybe. Around the preteen ages? Uh, <laughs> is that something you look forward to? Maybe. I don't know. But I didn't even know that was... I didn't know it was still running. Well, so the, the mobile... Yes, uh, came to Starkville, okay, March twenty third, rolled through town, and you know we've all struggled in this age of COVID to find things that, you know, can occupy our time or interest us and, and do it in a safe, socially distanced manner. Well, when a car shaped like a hot dog rolls through town, that's something that we can all come together, and not necessarily being closed in one spot. Okay. So the news story, give shout out here to Maggie Phillips from The Reflector. That's the student newspaper at Mississippi State. The Reflector. Why The Reflector? I don't know. You'll have to ask them. Maybe you can reflect on it some and think about exactly okay. why it's that way. Uh, but anyway, uh, she wrote a story about the uh, Oscar Minor Wienermobile coming to town, driven by uh, a recent MSU grad, Maggie Thomas, and also Molly Swindle, uh, who is a University of Georgia grad. Okay. And I learned this. So you're like, okay, this does not sound like an interesting story. Well, but, you know, that might be what I was thinking. But uh, well, I'm... I learned a little bit about the opportunities that college students can have to work for a year driving the Wienermobile around the country. Okay. And their job is basically to take it from place to place and be really hyped up about... Almost said... <laughs> I was just about to... <laughs> I was, I was like, saying, how, we might want to. How can I get out of this? How do you dance around this? I don't know. I'm not dancing Two well enough. Girls driving a wiener mobile. Well, there it is. You said it. So, but anyway, uh, really excited about. I'd say Oscar Myers merchandise. Mm-hmm. Can we say that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I got to thinking, like, would that not be the coolest job would it right not out of college be? to drive around the wiener mobile around the country for a year? Like, I feel like that I missed my calling. I was about to say, you personally would have loved it. That would have been awesome, right? I mean, I think maybe some people might feel embarrassed by driving a Wienermobile. Well, those people need to get over themselves because that's like a drive around the country. Granted, you're, and and like part of their training is learning how to parallel park Mm -hmm. said Wienermobile. Yeah, naturally. Uh I mean, getting it in one spot. I wonder if it's a special kind of license. You know, you have to have your like, uh, like for trucks, what is it called? A CDL? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. three letters that work. Sure. You know, license. I wonder if it's like, what letters would you put for a Wienermobile license? Ooh, I don't know. (laughs) We could also get in dicey territory (laughs) here, can't we? But anyway, very cool. Did you know, you want to throw out a guess of when the Wienermobile was invented? I'm going to say maybe like the 50s. A little bit before. It was okay. 1936 during the Great Depression. Okay. Yeah, that's a uh, hot dog's depression. I see it. I mean, it's all the same. <laughs> and the the founder of the company was like, there are, you know, obviously the depression is not only economically difficult, but mm-hmm. it is also 
feelings difficult, mm-hmm. right? So he, emotional. That would be a better way of saying that. Yeah. So he felt like one way to really improve the morale is to create a hot dog car and drive it around the country. I don't see exactly where the logic falls from mm-hmm. that, but it has stuck. Okay, right? so this is my question to mm-hmm. you. If you needed, if you felt like you wanted to boost the morale of the country, which arguably we could have needed that in the past year, right? What would you make a car out of that you feel like would get people really excited and happy? I don't know. I don't know. I know. I just threw this on you just now. It's a it's a tough question. It so is. you're saying like, is it in the shape of something, or is it in like made out of a? a no, certain material? I would say I would say a shape of something. A shape because I don't something. know the like engineering of like creating a whole thing out of like junior men's or something. Well, listen, if that is the case, if that is something that can happen, uh, then I feel like l- a car shaped like a junior mint would look like a. Well, like, do we stick with food? Like, I'm thinking like a pizza mobile or something okay, like that. Like, sure, I, I don't, sure. I, I'm not sure if there would be a better thing than that. Like, because food is universally exciting. That's true, and pizza is pretty universally exciting. Maybe a car shaped like money. I mean, that like money flew out of the gas tank or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know if that's going to get people excited yeah. either. De- depression, I think it would work. Right? right, that would be excited. That's true. Uh, but anyway, uh, you also know there's six Wiener mobiles that are driving across the country at one time. Okay, so it's so, not the only one. Yeah, so there's six at one time. Uh, so I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I don't know. Like you have been captivated by the story. I mean, honestly, I I feel like this is a slow day in Starksville. Well, it gets faster. Maybe not in Starkville, oh, okay. right? But <laughs> That's to say. but we're gonna head to Nashville. And we're gonna go to Vanderbilt. Okay. And there was a story that came out from Maggie Victory from the Vanderbilt Hustler. I think it's a better, first of all, a better name than the Reflector. Right. Get your game together, Mississippi State. But this is a story uh, called Vanderbilt's Squirrel Whisper. Okay. A tale, T-A-I-L, get it? I a get tale it. I got it. of unexpected friendship. So there was a, a sophomore on campus who was born in China and grew up in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And before moving to the United States, presumably, uh, presumably, presumably. There you go. There it is. To uh, attend Vanderbilt University. Um, he had never seen squirrels before. Mm-hmm. That's something that he had, uh, an animal he'd never seen. Well, COVID has changed our lives in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So he started to um, spend more time outside, doing his studying outside of the, those areas on campus. And um, squirrels on campus became like very friendly with him. Mm-hmm. And he like started feeding them snacks and all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he found out that squirrels really appreciated unsalted walnuts. Okay, that's something that they liked. I know you sure. love you love walnuts. I do. I have um, an epipen for every time I eat a walnut. Yeah, so. <laughs> celebrate that way, right? right? Uh, but he continued to like uh, commune with the squirrels. He had a chipmunks and birds brought them snacks, and and before long, you've got this like guy who is sitting basically out in the 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 lawn at vandy and has all of these um animal friends animal friends like it's a very dr do little situation oh, i was thinking snow white okay well cinderella like all right. sorts of illusions we can make with well, a few quotes in the story i wanted to to read to you uh because it really kind of captures the essence of this story um he said, he was quoted in saying, I've named a bunch of animals. I try to relate to 
the names to where they live to what they're like. Since I named them and noticed differences in their appearance and personality, I can now easily tell who is who. I can Aww. I know that they remember me as well since some squirrels will follow me or come and sit with me almost every day. That's so sweet. I love that story so much. And I mean, honestly, I think when I was younger, I always would joke like, if you named a pencil that was thrown on the side of the road, I probably would get attached to it. So any kind of like animal friendships is so, that's so sweet. I love that kind of story. That feel like that should come. Those are the stories I want to hear out of the pandemic. Right. It gets better. He talks a little bit about uh, some of the, the, animals that he's named uh he said i named a squirrel hillary because she is hilarious but also because she was the first squirrel to stand up and is very brave and bold like hillary clinton oh gosh well there you go he's so thoughtful now and and then more additionally a couple birds in his posse uh mitchie a male red cardinal and nancy a female pale brown cardinal are named after the iconic political rival's Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. This reminds me of when I used to work at the petting zoo. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Exactly. It was, at a, it was when I was in college. It was at, like, a farm, and I got assigned to the petting zoo part of the farm. And I remember all of these kids and, like, families would come up and ask me what the names of these animals were. And so one day I asked the owners, I'm like, guys, you got to tell me the names of these animals. And they were like, oh, my goodness, they... They come and go so fast. We can't. She was like, I can't ever keep up with their names. So she was like, I think my kids name them, but I can't keep up with their names. So I took it upon myself to name all the animals. And it was so fun because I gave them all like very specific names that like had. So anyways, I love this guy. I kind of want to go find him because I, I think him and I could just sit on like whatever camp like north i'm thinking north campus because that's where i came from but like big green space and vandy right and just like be animal friends that's that's a freaking disney story right now there. he also has a pet guinea pig okay and let me tell you is a little bit jealous? more well you know that's the rivalry i think like what does the guinea pig think and all of this right. because you've got like all these squirrels chipmunks birds like who are running free exactly and the guinea pigs just kind of wallow in there right but he, goes, he says i have and and he also mentioned the student says that these animals became like started to come into his room. Okay, and that's a little uh, much. I mean, now it's like boundaries guy, right? right? But yeah. anyway, he says I have no idea how they came into my room. I live on the tenth floor of an off-campus apartment building, and they still find a way to get into my room when I leave the window open. Okay, I so mean, this is getting a little less Disney I, and a little more I think like we, I think we, you. That show. Oh, boy. I, you talk about it like a jump there. Right. I know. I actually never watched that show. You I know. Watched, I was about you to did. say, I watched it. I was like, <laughs> Did well, he you... like go in people's rooms or like stare into people's rooms? Well, I think, I don't know. I think it, it went from the point to where it was like this this great story. Now it's like in the room. I'm yeah. like, we got some stalker squirrels going on. I'm not yeah. sure. And then he says, Hillary will even sometimes take my guinea pig's bed and sleep there instead of in a tree. I always have to remove her from my apartment when this happens, but it's still very funny. Listen. 
now we have Hillary not even respecting the Third Amendment, basically, coming in here and quartering yeah. troops in your house. I mean, what's going on? Yeah, and I don't know about this guy's, like, love life, but what if he, like, wanted to start dating? And, well, like... I think there's a lot. We could <laughs> <laughs> I think they could save that story from another day. Or, like, day. a really close friend, and let you're it like, breathe. hey, dude, you let's have a not, squirrel. Let's, let's admire this story how it is and not, like, build on where that is. And, of course, he's listening to this right now and be like, hey, guy, like, I do pretty well myself. I'm sure so. he does. Or maybe it's a great like hey i got a squirrel sleeping in my dorm room you, is that a euphemism a for something that sounds like i have a hobo i just called <laughs> him squirrel no but that you could like you know it could work if, in the dating world i'm sure um yeah yeah i don't know see i feel like that was like a perfect disney story but then like most perfect disney stories you let it play out a little too well, long well you made the sequel and that's your problem. Like, yeah. No one respects Little Mermaid too, right? Because right, now you got like you got to deal with the ish that happened in the first one that you could gloss over. You know, I actually saw that recently, Little Mermaid two. Yeah, and, was like it, good? it was like Ursula's cousin. Oh. Yeah, it didn't fly. Oh, okay. It just didn't work out. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go back to the state of Mississippi and go to Oxford. All I right. don't know. Did you catch the story about Lane Kiffin talking to the third grader? I don't think I did, Listen, no. Can we just agree that we love Lane Kiffin? Yes, we do. Like, love, the we troll are a, factor is high. We are a pro-Lane Kiffin household. Totally. I, I don't want to even hear your hate, right, against Lane Kiffin. Anyway, there's a story from Saturday Down South, mm-hmm. uh, written by Michael Wayne Brett. And he talked about how uh, there was a there's a third grader from Tennessee. Uh, his name's Landon Israel, a uh, young volunteer fan, uh, who wrote... Volunteer fan? A volunteer fan. Okay. That would be Tennessee. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure so I got that right because I'm thinking of so t- a I'm Tennessee thinking fan, third grader. In Oxford. Well, I don't, I'm not sure if he lives in Oxford. Oh, okay. I don't know that. Uh, but anyway, he uh, apparently lately has been very troubled because of the... Tennessee's not great? Well, I mean, that's something his whole life he's had to deal with. But the most recent NCAA allegations against Tennessee during the Jerry, Jeremy Pruitt uh, right. regime. McDo- the McDonald's money bags. That's right, the McDonald's money bags. Uh, so young Landon was very uh, distraught because he just doesn't feel like that he can keep cheering for Tennessee. I mean, if they're bringing the McDonald's bags. like oh, he So he's know questioning he, like loyalty right now. That's exactly what he did. So what he decided to do is he put himself into the NCAA fan portal Okay, you know, I don't know what that is. Well, what that means is that you know how the transfer portal exists right. for players to be able to, to move from school to school. Mm-hmm. Well, he created the fan portal. So he created this. He did. And basically, he as a third grader said, "I my fandom is up for grabs now. Because I'm going into the portal. This now, is amazing. Like, he really is onto something. Yes. Um, but he basically says... That I am going to uh, put my fandom as as a, a college football fan uh, up for grabs, and he was considering uh, he was considering Tennessee, uh, LSU, Alabama, and Ole Miss. Okay, so he could go back to Tennessee, or mm-hmm. maybe he becomes an Alabama, LSU, or Ole Miss fan. So he writes. I'm assuming. I'm assuming he writes a letter to all the coaches. Okay. But even if he doesn't do that, he writes a letter to Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is what the the letter said. Now you can see I'm reading straight from the 
the horse's mouth here. That's right. Okay. so His handwriting's better than yours. Okay. I'm going to look past that. I'm not going to get too (laughs) offended by what you just said. But anyway, my name is Landon Israel. I'm in the third grade. I'm in the fan transfer portal. I'm looking for a team. I was a lifelong fan to Tennessee Vols. Uh, Due to recent allegations, I'm looking for a new team to pull for. Will you recruit me as a fan? Why should I become an Ole Miss fan? I've narrowed it down to my top four. They are Alabama, Tennessee, LSU, and Ole Miss. Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you. Landon Israel, P.S. Hottie Toddy. <laughs> okay, first of all, this kid's awesome. Yes. I want to meet this kid. I want to adopt this kid. Um, Is that too much? You you jumped the line there. Okay. I mean, we just made that a, a animals coming into your dorm room situation. <laughs> probably true. Um, but Lane Kiffin reached out to the kid's parents and set up a call with him. Oh. And Lane said, he was quoted uh, on the story, he said, just like recruiting, you've got to know your opponent, uh, know how invested they are. And I think some people wrote letters. Some people sent some sunglasses and stuff. But you know there's nothing like a personal touch, referring to him actually talking right, to the kid. Right, right. So I think, you know, calling him myself and talking to him, I think that was a big factor in this. And so maybe those guys will learn next time. So here's That's Lane hilarious. Kiffin calling out. Being Lane. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, calling out Ed Orgeron and... Uh, uh, of Saban. course, King Saban and then Josh Heupel, the new coach at, at Tennessee, I would assume. Um, my question for you is, if you had to, as a Georgia fan, taking Kentucky off the table, because of course you'd say Kentucky, if you had to enter the SEC fan portal, mm-hmm. what SEC school would you transfer your allegiance to? I think I would play it just like our friend Landon, and I would be like, show me what you can give me. <laughs> And I would be like, you know, like so. What would win dance you over? Monkey. What would win you over? What that's, are you looking that's to get? That's true. You know, I'm a big fan of like good food, right? Uh-huh. And I also like I can be um, wooed, right? So I feel like if somebody did give me a personal phone call and was like, "I want you to be our fan," I would be like, "Okay." So if Eli Drinkwitz, <laughs> yes. head coach of Missouri, called you, mm-hmm. you would be a Missouri fan. No, I mean, it depends. Maybe me and Eli have a connection, right? So it's not just a call. No, it's not just a call. It's also like, you know, the connection or what he could offer me. If he'd be like, hey, you could be a Missouri fan and you get all of our barbecue sent to you down in Georgia every Saturday in the fall. So you can have, you know, Missouri barbecue. So you're, Every week, so I'd be like, done. So you're saying just of the, the other 12 schools, whoever <clears> like, <throat> makes you the best offer. Yes, I would I would totally play it like Landon. I think this is brilliant. I would be like, you know, show oh. me what I can get from you. Now, if, if that was off the table, if maybe, you know, NCAA violations, you know, we couldn't really like make me some offers, like I would have to look at maybe their past season and like which yeah. one would be like most fun for right. me and enjoyable like ben and i or maybe more just specifically me have jumped on some bandwagons in the last like five years as i've started watching more sports like premier league or even basketball or i think i tried to watch nfl football and adopted a team for a season yeah but that's not the, you know the bandwagon is like the team that's already good 
just don't for the audio. You were a, a fan, and you jumped on the Cleveland Browns bandwagon. I did. This is like circa 2014 when they hadn't won like a game in like two years. I'm also a fan of the underdog. So well, that's a, an extreme case <laughs> for sure. So I would also, but what I learned from my Cleveland Browns experience is a find a team that is actually playing on TV so you can watch them because I could never watch a Browns okay, game. Okay, well, they're all on TV now. Right, so, so that's, okay. um, but like relevant enough to where like they're in the talk. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. so that might weed out a couple right, of schools. Right, looking at you, South Carolina. Maybe, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is, what's just fun? So like when I moved up to Lexington, I adopted UK as a basketball team to follow because out of kind of force, honestly. Um, not from Ben, from like everybody around me. Um, and it was that I came the year after Calipari and it was fun. Back when UK basketball was fun. <laughs> right. Those Maybe not days. this year. But it was like so fun being in Lexington when Cal and the team was good. So like what team last year, maybe I'm going to throw this back to you. What team was the most fun to watch last year? In last the season? SEC for college football? Yes. Oh, it was Ole Miss. Like, without a doubt. Okay. Like, Ole Miss was by far the most fun. Yeah. You get Lane Kiffin throwing clipboards into the air. That's true. And listen, this is coming off the year where they had the, the P game mm-hmm. right at the end where Elijah Moore, like, you know, the, the celebration <laughs> right. of all time. Right. Uh, Ole Miss is fun. Ole Miss right? is fun. But I'm not picking Ole Miss. But we also like Lane Kiffin. Right. Okay. Again, can't choose Georgia. I think I would go with Texas A&M. But what if they didn't offer you anything? Well, what I if mean, they were like, here is a collie puppy. Oh, my. That's well, all. well, that, that if they were like, absolutely <laughs> like, nothing, you give me a puppy. Yeah. Then. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'm picking Auburn. <sighs> <laughs> I'm picking Auburn. Here's why. Tumor's mm. lemonade. Have you ever had it? Yes. Is it really that it's good? It's amazing. Listen, I'm somewhat of a lemonade connoisseur. <laughs> no, not somewhat. I am. And it is specialty lemonade, which I'm talking like it's not a chain. Right. It's right? not Minute Maid. It's, the best. it's not from a fast Right. Food. And it's not like a fast food like Chick-fil-A or whatnot. I mean, it's, it's, there's really none better. Chick-fil-A is really good lemonade. Yeah, right? but I'm Just saying throwing like that's that like a chain. I'm throwing all those to the side. Yeah. I'm talking specialty. Like this is the only place you can get that. So you're choosing a school solely based on lemonade that probably tastes just as hey, good as Hey, don't critique my life. Don't talk about me that way. Like, don't question my choices. I think that's exactly what we're doing and here. You went, on some, you went on the, like a five-minute thing about here's how I'm going to go about it rationally. Listen, I'm just going to pick it based on the lemonade. So that's where I'm going. <laughs> I, do, I do have preference for schools with dogs as mascots. Okay, well, that one, Auburn's got about every animal except the dog. <laughs> that's okay, right. They've got, a, that's they've got right. about it all covered. Big cat. Um you know, those four that the, the uh, young Landon had, I think he picked Ole Miss. I think it's the right one. Because, yeah. you know, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, Alabama, yeah. like, you know, you don't jump on the bandwagon. That would be a bandwagon. Exactly. Yes. And LSU, like, you never know, right? Mm-hmm. It's unpredictable. Uh, Ole Miss, you know, you, you also never know. Mm-hmm. But uh, he certainly made that connection with Lane Kiffin. So that was a cool story. Uh, you Very enjoy, cool story. You enjoyed all three of those, especially the... Uh, the Wienermobile story in Starkville. That was your favorite, I could tell. Yes, as you tell, when I was a little <laughs> dozing off on that one. It was like, uh, come back to me. Come and on. here's the history of the well, Wienermobile. Well, I think no, it's kind of interesting. Gosh, yeah, bring that in. So uh, <laughs> it's good stories. Um, so we'll do this from time to time, just bring some stories around the SEC uh, and around the campuses. 
again, thank you for all those of uh, you out there working on uh, the student newspapers, bringing the, these stories to us. Yeah, those were great finds uh, for those those writers. Right, right. So, uh, so good luck to all of those out there making those NCAA fan choices oh by the way we should go ahead and say do not approach woodland creatures i wrote a book on pandemics and that's you wrote a book i I read a book (laughs) i maybe wrote it too i don't know what i'm saying but i read a book on pandemics it seemed timely right and i'm never looking at a squirrel ever again much less getting close to it okay so i would just have to say uh, for everybody right. to just just be a little careful on that. Well, so. I think that story in itself was a cautionary tale. Do you want your a squirrel coming and finding you on a ten story apartment? I'm gonna say no because I think that's getting inside of my space. Exactly. And I don't want, you know, exactly. I don't want a Cinderella situation happening to me. I mean, that's not a Cinderella. That's like a stalker, like it yeah situation yeah it's tough so anyway we'll do this from time to time looking forward to the next time that we do it uh so again i'm ben that's my name and i'm Brittany. <laughs> i was like what's my name <laughs> i don't know where it's going this has been you me in the sec bye <laughs>